0: Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Red Mile podcast. Uh, I'm Cameron Woolridge. I'm sitting down with my co-host and brother Nathan Woolridge. How's it going? Uh, pretty damn good right now. How about you? I'm feeling very good. Uh, it's it's almost like we haven't been able to do a very positive podcast like the one we're about to do for a long time, maybe uh, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like every every episode has a little bit of negativity to it. Um, but now we're back. Um, so we're going to dive into this uh, little five-game road trip to the eastern side of the United States that the Flames have just wrapped up. Um, as it sits right now, it is just following that 4-0 shutout over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, so yeah, we're going to kick it off there and uh, we'll kind of go back to the start of this road trip here. All the way back to Detroit, um, I didn't get to watch that game so I'll let you kind of break that one down and give your thoughts on on that one. Well, you know it's uh, a, a lot of the road
1: trip for me has like kind of blurred a lot together because <laughs> it's been a very similar style, but I feel like they've just gotten um, you know I believe they you know they kicked off this road trip with a shutout. But uh, they progressively got better in a lot of ways, right? Things that they um, weren't doing in that first game, they were definitely doing by by the end of this road trip. And, um, you know, uh, they played some pretty top-notch teams, right? With some pretty stellar stellar players. And uh, I think overall through this whole road trip, the penalty kill has been unreal. Goaltending has been a huge factor, but also the Flames have been able to score goals, which is something that a lot of really negative people (laughs) thought they weren't going to be able to do under uh, (laughs) Daryl Sutter. So um, there's a lot happening here. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, I just kind of bring up the games, but they just um, they've just continued to just shock us. Right. Every single game of this road trip. Um, you missed a, a majority of them there. And I think by the end, when you, when you were able to watch tonight's game, you were nervous, <laughs> but um, they were able to pull it out. So um, yeah, being the Red Wings three to one, uh, three to nothing Rangers, five to one, and then four to nothing against the Penguins. Like, you know, there's been some great games. Capitals four to three devils, five to three. Like those were a couple of the closest games one OT win, but the rest all regular, regular, uh, regular game shit kickings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I missed uh, I missed every game up until this last one against the Penguins. I ended up having to watch them all uh, on demand on the Sportsnet app after. And I gotta say, I've been impressed the whole way through. Even even the close one with Washington, the second game there going to overtime. They came out strong in the first and, and got up three nothing and and let off the gas, and uh, I mean Dan Vladar played great in in the two games he got. I'm glad he got two games out of this road trip, as yeah. he, you know he hasn't played a whole lot in the NHL when when we got him and and to give him those reps and to prove that the small sample size that he had in Boston is true that he is a good NHL backup. Yeah. Um, so that was great to see a lot more confidence going forward this season from that
1: yeah well Uh, I'll I'll, I'll kind of just interject here like right now because we haven't really ever done an episode after a game so my brain's just going like a million miles per (laughs) second I feel like there's a lot to talk about There's a lot going on but I want to go to that you know the goaltending matchups I think that was a big surprise for everyone in general um, that Fladar got the starts that he did, but so early into the season and you know helping break up Markstrom a little bit. I think it's been proven to be quite successful here early on. What do you think is kind of working for that and I mean you kind of felt like Fladar was going to be a good asset to the flames anyways, but to actually see this play out uh in a perfect way so far um it's not something we're really used to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the the most how do how should I put this? The best thing about Flodar is that he is a backup. Right. There's no controversy here. It's we have a starter and a backup. There's been a big thing in the NHL lately with the one A one B. It works in some cases. Sometimes it works against you. I feel like with the Flames, it's. In 2019, it worked for us with uh, Smith and Riddick, Talbot, uh, Talbot and Riddick didn't quite work. They both were good individually, they didn't make each other better. Now we have Markstrom, he knows he's the starter, Vlidar knows he's the backup. They know their roles, they play their roles, and Vlidar is a very good goaltender as we've seen on this road trip. um, Yeah. He let in, what was it? Three goals in both games that he played, but he got the win in both of them. And there was a few shaky goals, but at the end of the day behind uh, a Sutter team that is taking care of their own end first, he has thrived. And then It it has given Markstrom the time to rest that he needs on a five-game road trip to the point that he played three games, let in one goal. So he had a shutout, one goal against, shutout. And that's because of proper goaltending management and having a good, solid backup goalie that you can toss in for those two games. Some other teams, if they went on a five-game road trip, they'd have to play their starter four games. He'd be burnt out and lose one of those, and their backup would probably drop one of those. And they'd come out with probably three wins. But the Flames were able to pull off a five-game winning streak on the road because of the way we managed our goaltenders. And and our, and our scorers came to score, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, so, yeah, I would say that the way Sutter managed the, the goaltenders on this trip was perfect. And and Dan Vladar is definitely our guy to, to be the backup to Markstrom. And it's it's proven to be a good move um, that we made over the offseason.
1: Um another big factor to this team is that you know coming into the season, we knew that this team is gonna be more defensive and be able to help out those goaltenders. Uh, especially under Daryl Sutter. Um, with the departure of Margi Udano, there was a lot of like questioning if that back end was gonna be able to keep things up. But you look at these scores, um, and we'll get to the forwards after about you know, them being able to produce points, but there's been a lot of good things uh keeping the puck out of the net, right? And so we just talked about that stellar goaltending. On this road trip, an interesting thing happened, and I'll use tonight's game that we're just kind of coming off of. Hannafin was out um, with an upper body injury um, just day-to-day right now. We don't have a lot of details about that. But instead of opting to bring up back in, they opted to bring in, uh, in, in Michael Stone. So, you know... Um, the games that Zadorov was out and Shillington was in, um, the Flames seemed to excel really, really, really well. And we saw each game Shillington get better and better and more comfortable playing to the point where he, I feel like, has solidified a spot in the top four of this team's defense. And we saw tonight just some excellent playing from him. So you know, what are your thoughts on the whole defense situation? Uh, we've been huge Shillington advocates for a long time, and now to see it actually playing out the way that we would have hoped, um, but we do have a lot of money tied up in Zadorov, who's a guy that I'm not sure where he fits back into this whole thing now that they've found all this success.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's a shame Um how much money we have tied up in Zadorov because of that reason. Um, but at the same time, it's it's never too bad of a thing to have seven defensemen that can play the game um, at any given night. I, I think you can throw Zadorov in and he's going to be okay, but it is awesome. And a breath of fresh air to see Shillington being used on this team and to succeed in that role. Tonight against the Penguins, he's made some great plays. Um, he really stood out, and honestly, like just if you if you haven't really paid attention to Shillington, I know me and you have because we're huge fans of him. Have been ever since the Flames uh, drafted him. But take a second and watch how this guy skates. He is one of the best skaters in the league. And and now that he's being utilized, it's it's really showing um, the plays he's making be able because of the way he can get to different parts of the ice is fantastic to watch. And I'm glad that he's finally been put in as like a main part of this defense core. Um, and I think he's just going to keep better getting better the, the more we play him. Right. Um, he's one of those guys that he's just going to keep learning every once in a while. He'll make a mistake but that's part of the growing pains uh, the same way Valimaki makes mistakes. And we're all kind of like, it's fine because he's a young player and, and he shows the promise that he's going to be a good defenseman for this hockey club. So that's, that's kind of where I sit with, with that. And it's too bad that, that we are paying, um, paying what we are for uh, Zadarov, but it is what it is, right? We, we thought we had to make that move to, to get better and, it's just not panning out that way. But uh, later down the line, we get a defensive injury, um, and he does have to come in. He's gonna be he's gonna be decent back there. So that's kind of where I sit with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I am actually quite surprised at where the Flames defense is at the moment. Like we've seen Anderson step up on uh, on the power play. Um, it's been just really cool to see everyone kind of working up to potential and hopefully Hannafin is able to come back pretty soon. He's only day-to-day, so that's pretty optimistic. Um, the good thing is that even without him, the Flames pull off a 4 to nothing win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, um, so now let's talk about this before we get, you know, too, too much out of time, but one of the reasons that the Flames were able to find success during this road trip, and I'll remind you, they went 5-0 and on the road trip before returning to home for Hockey Night in Canada this weekend. A big thing was especially two players, uh, well, three players, who, who showed up in a huge, huge way. Um, but before we get to those guys, I want to talk about Someone who in just six games with the Flames has three goals and has kind of um, was a huge addition, probably the number one addition to the Flames in quite a long time, I would say. Um, And that is Blake Coleman. Um, This guy is adding something to this team and it's not just goals. It seems like it's leadership. Um, But, you know, yeah, he's three for six for, for goals and games right now. And uh, he's looking great. This road trip looked like he was really getting comfortable with his line mates, getting really comfortable with the team, the roster and stuff. So, um, I want to get your thoughts on, on what, uh, uh what Pickles has been able to do so far and how excited you are about what this means for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Pickles. Um, he's one of those guys I've been a fan of in the league for a while now. Um, And now here he is uh, at the start of the the season. You're like, man, the biggest off season uh, pickup we got was, was Blake Coleman. But now it's kind of like the biggest pickup we had this summer was Blake Coleman because he's been performing and he's, he's a great player. He's been fun to watch. Um, It's not like, not like it was a bad thing that we signed him when you're saying like, oh, that's the biggest signing we made. It was just that like we were hoping for a lot more to happen this summer and that ended up being the biggest thing. But it has been huge for this team. He brings so much to the table. He He's not the hugest guy, but he plays a big game. That's something I like from me. He doesn't shy away from those dirty areas. Like you said, he has he has scored those three goals already and – and uh, he's looking good at putting the puck on net, and and that experience of just coming off back to back Stanley Cups—that's that's something that you can't find on a stat sheet, right? Um, any any guy, whether big big part of it, bat like low part of it, if you won a Stanley Cup, you bring something to the table. Especially coming off back to back cups and then leaving that city to come here, um. And by, by his own choice, because he was a free agent signing. So there's something here that he sees, and he brings something to the table for us that, you know, there's that hunger in him to go for a third one. And that's, that's really something that you can't see on the stat sheet, like I said. So I'm happy that he's here. Um, big fan already. Like, geez break the bank there's so many guys on the team this year that i want to get their jersey for um but yeah it's it's been great to have them and uh, i'm looking forward for the rest of the season it seems like the biggest payoff out of you know bringing in guys like like james neal that didn't pay off uh troy brower didn't really pay off but those were guys that were looked at as they're gonna make this team better and they didn't. And now Blake Coleman comes in you're like, oh, is this going to be the same situation? And so far it is not. He looks great. And, and Brad did a good thing here by, by signing him this off season.
1: Well, yeah, it definitely seems like it, he finally got it right with that type of player, um, a two way player, right. Who's just going to help you out in, uh, in that top six and really do some damage. And I think, uh, you know, James Neal wasn't able to get it done. I think it was due to a lot of lack of chemistry with the team. And I think with Blake Coleman, it seems like it's quite the opposite. So finally, something like that has worked out for the Flames, something that they needed and something that uh, someone that's filling that spot perfectly. Um, if you're an advanced stats person, you're looking like, at yeah, Blake Coleman. I mean, this is a guy who's playing really well defensively as well. And is also generating a lot of chances. And you're also noticing him a lot out there too. So um, just all around, just a huge pickup for this team. And um, you know, uh, it's weird to say because we're going to get on to some guys who are also doing fucking really, really good. But um, one of the main differences to this team from, from last year to this year is Blake Coleman. And I think, uh, like we said, leadership, attitude, like you said, he brings that experience. I think that's been a huge, uh, just a huge change for this team. And I'm really excited to see what he does for the rest of the year because um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing early on. Like it's it's been fantastic. Um, it's kind of hard to know which uh, person to talk about um, because we've seen some pretty stellar performances. So, Um, I'll just run through it, but uh, I'll I'll let you uh, talk about some of these guys, and and we'll probably talk about them for quite a bit here. But um, right off the bat, Johnny Gaudreau, wow, great start to the season. He looks like a whole new, more mature player, and we saw him elevating that a little bit last year, but wow, taking it to a whole new level this year. He's uh, in the top 10 for points, just got his first goal. <laughs> and, you know, just getting the apples all day long, right? This guy has just been setting up people left, right, and center. Um, he's been definitely setting up a certain someone, Elias Lindholm, who has been a goal scoring machine, especially on this road trip. And you have Mangia who's right up there with Lindholm, uh, who's just been tearing it up. Um, these guys are not just leading the Calgary Flames in goals and points. Um, like I mentioned, Johnny Joe is in that top ten uh for points and has I believe just the one goal. <laughs> um and uh you know Lindholm and Mongiaponne with seven goals each. Um why don't you kind of dive into that a little bit? Um these are two guys that are really hardworking, super skilled players. Flames fans love and adore them, and we we have for years, but there's something about this year where both guys are on a completely other level that um, we knew they were going to be good, but I don't think we anticipated that they were going to be this good.
0: Yeah. So I'll start with Johnny Gaudreau. We'll go there. He is going to get over a hundred points this year for the first time in his career. He's on another level. Uh, He's, Right now, one goal, nine assists, ten points to lead the team. He's a plus six. He's on another level right now.
1: And 500 NHL points hit the milestone the other night, which is 500
0: huge, NHL points. That was awesome to see. Um, You know, that's just the thing about Johnny Gaudreau. He's always been good, but he's been predictable. This year, he's not He's getting to different areas. He's doing different things and he's getting the puck to people. That's obvious by his nine assists. Glad he finally got that goal tonight. That was good to see. And it was beautiful. Um, you know, breakaway bar down. That's, that's what you want the top player on your team to be able to do. And, and he did it. And uh, it's, there's going to be many more to come for him this year. Cause he's just getting to the right spots on the ice. Um, and he's moving the puck so well. So, so, That's why I wanted to start with Goudreau because he's making so much happen for this team right now, and it's really showing in his points. Sometimes he's done a lot of things for this team, and it doesn't show up in the points, or he's doing not a lot, and his points are kind of subpar for what we've been paying him. But so far this year, he is top-notch, doing everything properly, and, and it's paying off for him. Uh, So now I'm going to move on to Elias Lindholm, second on the team in points right now. Uh, Seven goals, one assist. So the flip side of Johnny Gaudreau, (laughs) that's pretty sweet. Uh, Seven goals, one assist. That's pretty, pretty solid. This guy just like he knows how to finish. That's something that this team needs is a guy that can do that. And and he's really doing it this year. He's done it ever since he got to Calgary, but it's it's picked up a notch here in this first part of the season. So I'm happy to see that for him. Um, and plus what a man rocket. That guy's gorgeous. <laughs> We're not worthy of that guy. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's playing a great game. He's a plus eight. So He's, he's looking really good right now. And uh, the biggest impressor on the team, Andrew Mangiapane. Incredible. So not right now sitting at the top of the league, but he was for a bit there. First in the league for goals uh, with with the previously mentioned Elias Lindholm. Um, but yeah, seven goals, zero assists. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's putting the puck in the net and, and that's all you can hope for uh, coming off of, uh, a good off season for him where he, uh, he became the MVP of the world championship and he's just been slowly progressing ever since he, he hit the league. He's a little dude, but he plays big game. He doesn't back down from anything and that's why he scores goals. He goes to the dirty areas and he toughs it out and the puck comes down He he bangs it in. And he scored some beautiful goals too. It's not even just those garbage ones. Some of them he's he's making good moves, getting around the, the defenseman, the goaltender. Yeah, this is some top it.
1: tier elite stuff going on.
0: It is right incredible now. what we're seeing between Elias <laughs> Lindholm and Andrew Mangiapane goal scoring wise. Yeah. They are Qual- quality
1: and quantity. All, they, are, all they are
0: taking it to the league, and and it's fun to see. Um, and yeah. it's, it's it's rubbing off on the rest of the team, right? Like Dylan Dubé right now is sitting fourth on the team in points because he has five. Yeah. He has a goal and four assists. Um, Milan Lucic has found the back of the net twice, two games in a row, going five hole. Like it's just starting to rub off. Everyone's yeah. getting the, the goal scoring bug, and and it's working. Yeah. Um, Things are happening. Yeah, the I hope it starts rubbing off on Kachuk more because he's actually been playing very good this year. A, a big step from last year where it was wasn't really his year. Yeah, and he's right and, there. And it, the puck's going to start going in. Right now, he's two goals, two assists. But I wouldn't be surprised that a month from now, he's he's up there with Gaudreau, uh, Lindholm, and Manjiapani, kind of in the same. Point range so it's gonna come he's getting to the right spots puck's gonna go in the net it's just how it works you can't be in a slump forever right (laughs) so that's kind of my two cents on on the forward lines um is there anybody else that that's really standing out for you up front you know i think that
1: top line is super solid and i think Kachuk, obviously Um, not there points wise, but he is there because, you know, he, a lot of what he does, the little things is still opening up a lot of space. And, um, obviously his line mates control and, and Lindholm are having huge success and they wouldn't be able to do that if he was playing bad and was kind of being a dead weight. So he's definitely, um, slow, uh, kind of a slow start points wise, but like you were saying, uh, he's doing really well. I think it's going to come. It's just a matter of time. And um, you know, there's a couple home games coming up. He's a huge energy guy. If the fans show up after a five and uh road trip and kind of fill the saddle Dome and get things pumping, maybe this can continue. And that's something that Kachuk is really good at. At uh, kind of going off of that energy. Um. Like I said earlier, there's so many things going through my mind right now. One big thing is this road trip was kind of monumental in the fact that we haven't seen the Flames play this great in a string of games for such a long period of time. But we also have not seen uh, many teams in the last uh, two or three decades have a road trip of this success. Uh, NHL Stats just shared that the Calgary Flames just became the third team in NHL history to sweep a road trip of five plus in games that they never trailed once. The last team to do it was St. Louis in 2017. And before that it was Chicago in 1996, you know, so it's not just been a great road trip. It's been a historical road trip. And, You think about a team who started almost nearly a week later than the rest of the NHL, um, had a couple rocky games right off the start, and then very quickly uh, just pulled a 180 and just took it and flew. Um, This is kind of crazy to see this unfolding. You know, Uh, the Flames were quite bottom of the barrel in the standings just because they were behind in games played um, and have very. Quickly, rocketed to the top top of the league. Um, this is a team that I think is surprising a lot of people because us ourselves, we didn't think that they were going to be uh, finding any of this kind of success. And you know what? They can come back here on Saturday um, and lose that game, but you can't take away from them that this was uh, just a killer, stellar road trip. Where was it perfect all the way around? No, but they learned from their mistake. Their compete level, consistency got better over time. And this is where, and this is probably our next conversation, um, this is where Daryl Sutter does his thing, right? You know, it's you're slowly seeing it seep throughout the whole team, and things are happening. Um, what are your thoughts on where things are? Because I think there was a perceived notion that this was going to be a bit of a boring team um by the league overall by hockey fans and by you know flames fans as well um but this road trip just proved that that's very much not the case and that this team is a competitor already and they can get better from here
0: yeah so i'm just gonna circle back before i answer that question um i there was something that was in my mind about johnny gaudreau and his assists and I was wondering how many of them were primary assists. So of his eight assists, um, they were all primary except for one. So, <laughs> so that's pretty incredible. You don't see that too often where a guy's uh, big bulk of his, his points are from the primary assists. And it's pretty cool to see that he's, he's the guy that's getting the puck to the right areas. But yeah, so like you said, uh, with the Daryl Sutter um, type of hockey, yeah, including myself, I wasn't sure if we were going to be a goal scoring team, and it didn't look like it after the first two games where we had 90 shots on goal and and we only scored four. It didn't look great. I was I posted on Twitter that hey, let's go get a goal scorer right now um, because. We're not going to score goals this year, and boy, did they prove me wrong. Uh, So we we lost the first game five to two, uh, lost the home opener in overtime. So that wasn't too bad. Still picked up a point, and and there hasn't been a game since where we didn't get a point. So um, three nothing, four to three, five one, five to three, four nothing wins on that on that road trip. So goal scoring has not been a problem. I think. I think that's something that's kind of overlooked with Daryl Sutter hockey is that yeah, it's it's defensive, it's take care of your own zone, but if if you have a have the opportunity, he's gonna give you the green light, right? Like he he knows that when you're in a position to score, you're gonna score. And and taking care of your own zone gets you to the right spots to score. So it uh it is a bit surprising, but all at the same time it shouldn't be because we've seen his teams before be able to put up decent amount of goals, but you kind of get lost in that idea of, of a defensive team. And, but that's the thing, defensive teams do score goals because the puck's not in your zone. You have puck position in the O zone. Um, and it, it is working for this flames team right now. So um, to, to put up those big numbers, uh, on the road trip hopefully it follows them home back to calgary and the the sea of red will be rocking with that that'll be pretty sweet to to have a few games like that go on back home as we we have the the stand of philadelphia nashville dallas new york rangers and san jose uh, all straight at home before we hit the road again so that's some good time to recharge the batteries pick up a few w's and and head back out.
1: You know, um, I hate to do this, but I'm really going to stat dump right now because I'm just reading some (laughs) stuff and I'm just getting real (laughs) excited about this. So uh, a lot of these are from Sportsnet Stats. I want to run through. If if any of these stand out to you and you got something to say, just hop right on in here. But Johnny (laughs) Gaudreau now has... 31 points, 7 goals, and 24 assists in his last 23 games. 31 points in 23 games. That is just pure ecstasy. (laughs) Um, Michael Backlund tonight also became the 19th player in Flames history uh, to hit 400 career points. And as we mentioned, Gaudreau just uh, hit the 500-point milestone. Um, of Markstrom became the first Flames goalie in history to record a shutout in Pittsburgh. Um, it's the, wait, okay, I'm just going to move on from that. <laughs> Um, um, so this is the first time uh, the Flames have uh, had this good of a road trip since December of 2007 where they went 6-0 on a road trip Um, Jacob Markstrom had 45 saves it's the most in a shutout by a Flames goalie since the franchise moved to Calgary (laughs) like this when you're reading this it's just like Whoa, there's kind of something magical at play here. Am I kind of just like overreacting because I'm super jazzed? or does some of those stats really just like come out and hit you in the face and be like, "Whoa, this is this is a pretty stellar hockey team on on the go right now," and especially Markstrom um, with a couple of those milestones uh, in the franchise and stuff. Just from just from tonight, it's kind of a something special at play here.
0: Yeah, everything's clicking. Um, those stats should get you excited if you're a Flames fan. Um, we haven't had something to get this excited about for since since that run we had a couple years ago. And we were all kind of on cloud nine because it seemed like every night there was something new franchise-wise that hadn't happened in years or never happened. And, and now it's kind of happening again. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because... You know, we're only only shortly into this season so far, but everything's kind of going so well right now that you can't help but be excited about yep. it. So you reading off those stats, I'm just amazed that like here we are. This is happening again. We we kind of weren't sure if this was going to happen for a while after what happened last year. It was a big drop off and and we were kind of, you know, there's there was a lot to worry about. And and so now to hear all that is happening for us again, it really validates that contract given to uh, Daryl Sutter to come in and, and coach. He's turned this team around in, in a short amount of time, relatively. Like, you know, everyone was kind of concerned last year, but at the same time, he didn't have time to build this team he wa- the way he wanted. He didn't have um, the expectations ingrained in the players' minds that he does now. He's had a preseason, a training camp with them. Uh, some players, he had time with them last year. And, and now that expectation is well known. And I think it's really starting to work for this team. We're playing a certain way of hockey. We have our brand now. And and it's really working for the Calgary Flames.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I was also reading that uh Goudreau is just uh this might have changed after tonight. I'm not sure if this is posted before or after, but it says Gaudreau is now four points away from passing Gary Roberts for ninth and franchise scoring. So um that's uh that's pretty cool. He's probably three now, if if that has changed. Um or it could be just that. Um but uh you know, we we've talked a lot about a lot of the things that are going right, um, but I'm going to point out too that we kind of touched on this. Kachuk uh, is not really getting the points uh, as you would expect. If he starts going, that's a bit of a game changer. Uh, another wild card is if Sean Monahan is able to to lift off here a little bit. You know, this team is doing this well without a Kachuk who is scoring a lot of goals and. Also, a Sean Monahan who has been pretty invisible. So that's quite impressive because those guys do have a chance to just turn on the Jets at any point. Um, Sean Monahan is three points away from 600 career points. So, um, you know, I don't want to completely give up on him either. There's still some time and, you know, he might be just taking a little more time than the rest of the team. But I think the way that the Lions... And the minutes are right now are kind of reflective of who's who's kind of playing well and who isn't. But um, there's still a lot of time for some different things to happen here, and that's kind of that's kind of exciting to, to think about. So um, I'm just kind of in a little bit of a shock that this that this went down so early in the season. Um, I gotta tell you, after the first couple games, it was kind of starting to get a little bit scary. Now there's a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Like, um, this team is, uh, for me, the most important piece is that I feel like they're still getting better. And it's just good that at the same time that they're making small improvements and incrementally getting better, that they're also, um, winning games during that period of trying to figure things out. And there's still some things to figure out, but, um, you know, I think the power play is like an area that, that they can get better at. The penalty kill has been phenomenal, (laughs) probably one of the best in the league. Um, this team is out shooting by leaps and bounds. I think ahead of tonight, they were the third, uh, highest uh, shots per game in the league. And, at first, in the first few games, when we had 40-plus shots, it was kind of like, okay, we're getting a lot of shots, but we're not scoring a lot of goals. And now during this road trip, things have kind of changed, right? So uh, it's really interesting how things have been progressing
0: here. Yeah, so I, I kind of want to touch on the Monahan thing. Um, it's it's a shame that he's not uh, not performing on the levels as the other guys because he was part of that. Uh, 70 point club a few years ago where we had five players over over 70 points and and now it's it's been a drop off and and largely in part to uh injuries and hit the mismanagement of his injuries um so i kind of hope he he rebounds here because there is a potential to to have a club like that again with almost the same players um Except for obviously Giordano's gone now, but there are there are at least three or four players on this team that I think can have seventy plus points this season, and that would be super cool to have again because hell, that season was one of the best things we've ever watched. So, <laughs> so um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I do think he can turn around. It's it's definitely plenty of time, but. Uh, it needs to start clicking soon. Um, just just because like the longer you go, the harder it is, harder it is, right? Uh, Mahan's not the type of player that should only have one point when his team is doing so good. He should if, just by mistake have at least three points, right? So I think uh, I think there's definitely something wrong there that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. and and hopefully it it comes around soon um because we do both of us we're big fans of monahan and we we want the best form so hopefully hopefully things start to <laughs> hopefully start starts to turn it around here and and joins the rest of the team um with the success they're having,
1: yeah definitely um you know, so I'm just seeing now Daryl Sutter for the pittsburgh game is just saying uh, he just said that. Our goalie was outstanding. Absolutely, goaltending has been huge, especially on this road trip, and um, we're likely to see that. Uh, likely going to see that continue, and also Markstrom for Vesna. Um, uh, Markstrom said that the shutout uh, was definitely a team shutout, which is really nice because you know what? I think he's right. Like he earned the shutout. He had some incredible saves, um, just some mind-blowing saves. But the team overall was really, really solid, and they really worked well together. Um, But he really kept them in there. It could have easily been a pretty close hockey game without him. Um, But it was just good that the guys in front of him were able to get out and and score some goals. Um, So I think, you know, I wrote on my little sticky note, I wrote down, Shillington, Markstrom, Gaudreau, Mangiapane, Lindholm, Vladar, uh that's kind of the top guys i wanted to talk about and i feel like we covered them pretty well um i just wanted to close this off uh i know this has been a super exciting episode there's been uh we're super excited we really want this to continue and we're gonna we're gonna keep showing our enthusiasm uh like cameron open up this episode it's really amazing to be watching this the flames have. Um, not been this good in quite a while um, and it's just really great to see Um, but I just want to quickly maybe close out on more of a serious note if that's okay Um, you know we're going right now through this process as like a collective group of fans and we didn't really plan on talking about this but I think it's important Um, I think definitely hockey culture as a whole like really needs to go through an overhaul and a change. Um, It's something that uh, Cameron and I has been talking a lot about for quite some time with a lot of things that's been happening, even just throughout the past few years, but it's definitely become clear and uh, maybe it's weird that it hasn't really come as a surprise to many of us, because I think we know that um, hockey can be quite toxic and quite uh, and, uh, have a lot of uh, low points to it Um, but we just want to make sure that as a group of us we're just pushing and challenging and putting in that work to try and make hockey a better place a safer space for every single person and we got to have those like really tough uncomfortable conversations with each other that comes from the fans we need to put more pressure on the NHL itself to be better and to do better. The processes are not um not working. Um that's very clear and it's it's been super um tough few days for a lot of us going through all these emotions and um we just wanna say like to people who like are victims of these type of thing like we're always gonna be we're always gonna believe you uh, first and foremost and we've gotta start supporting uh people we gotta start doing a better job of listening but like i said we gotta start a better job of having those processes to ensure that the game is getting better and i'm kind of quite frankly sick of how the nhl has handled this not just for the past decade um but even just in the past 24 hours or so it's um it's kind of a mess and um it's a very clear picture. That things haven't changed uh, over this period of time, and it's quite disappointing. So I think we need to push, do the work, um, support people, be kind, be respectful, and try to to make a change. Because hockey's a game; we love the game. We have a lot of problems, I think, right now with the culture of that game behind closed doors, and sometimes not behind closed doors. And we just want to try and make it better so that everyone can enjoy it. Everyone can be a fan. Everyone can have fun. Um, this is supposed to be something to be enjoyed. And we've just got to make a huge change. We got to change the culture. And it starts with all of us making that collective decision.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and off of that, I'll, I'll say to uh, Kyle Beach, we're super proud of you for coming forward and and, you know, kind of, you know fighting your battle and we definitely support you and and hope the the right things come out of this for you um, the league hockey as a whole because at the end of the day what happens at the the NHL trickles down to the grassroots level as it's it's the number one stage for the sport and and we want it to be a better place for everybody um, i'm also sorry that you know your teammates that you had back in the day aren't being teammates to you because my teammates growing up are some of the best brothers I've ever had. And, and it sucks to see that none of them did anything for you. So um, we're sorry for that. And, and we're, we're super proud of you.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really important point that, that you made is that it's a huge team sport. It's supposed to be that way. And we're starting to find out that a lot of people knew a lot of things and Um, we see this at every level of hockey and quite frankly, it's really heartbreaking. Um, and it sucks that it takes something like this to really push the game forward, but, uh, we just got to try and do better all the time. So yeah, I think that's, that's huge. Um, and thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, so I think, yeah, that's it from us tonight on our little bit of a last minute excitement. We just won a game. Um, last minute episode where we were (laughs) scrambling a little bit because we're just so (laughs) excited. There's a lot going on here. Um, we haven't, uh, we definitely weren't expecting the flames to go off like this. So thank you so much for joining us on our 40th episode. I can't believe that we've (laughs) reached that milestone. That seems like it's been a long time coming. And, uh, I want to say thank you Cameron for, um, being such a great uh, brother and great host. And this is, this has been great.
0: Yeah, it's awesome to be at, at forty with you. Um, we've started a lot of things in our lives and and didn't really go through with them, and and this thing is has really stuck. So I'm I'm happy to be doing this podcast with you and and cheering on the Flames. And it's a good time to be a Flames fan right now. So that's that's the perfect note to end this thing on.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. All right, thank
1: you guys so much, and we'll see you soon.